Well, hello there. I'm Karen Sander. You are listening to Aging Fearlessly, a program for the over 50s, those uniquely wonderful baby boomers. My aim is to educate, motivate and inspire you to embrace the exciting journey of life for decades to come. So stay tuned to meet a variety of guests who will share their stories and passions to help us gain insight into the ways to live a happier, healthier life. is now. So welcome to Aging Fearlessly. This is Karen Sander and I am here at Cania Gorge and I came across a fellow today called Mark Dunbar and he is a mad go-karter. And so I wanted to find out all about go-karting and the appeal of go-karting because Mark's actually my age. He's 65 and I love hearing about people's interests. Welcome Mark. Thank you Karen. Um, I suppose you want to know why I have a mad interest in go-karts. Why do you have a mad interest in go-karts? Well, I suppose as you get older, money's a bit gets a little bit tighter, but then it gets a little bit freer when you get older again. <laughs> so I, um, I started in go-karts maybe about 10 years ago mm-hmm. when I could actually afford it. I actually raced with my son, my two grandsons, and my granddaughter. So it was a Two very... Generation. No, that's yes, three, generations three generations of races. Yeah, it's three generations of races. Um, and we all go together. We all camp together at different tracks. Um, it's been, just been a great, I don't know... Like bonding. Family bonding, yeah. We used to water ski. I, when I brought my children up, we used to water ski. And then my son decided that he, we, we both rode motorbikes together for a long time. And like you said, I'm your age, so I'm... Bones are getting a bit brittle now, so right. I can't be racing around on motorbikes, but I still have that need for speed <laughs> and the individuality of of able to being a competitor. Yeah, that's the word, being a competitor. Like if you have a game of tennis, there's two people play tennis. There's only ever one winner. And if you race a race car, there's only ever one winner. If you race a motorbike, there's only ever one winner. If you race a go-kart, there's only ever one winner. Unfortunately... Not very often as me. <laughs> I just love it that you have this love for um, sport, but also for your family and doing things together, because I think it's really important and actually really important just to try new things, which is what I try to encourage people to do. To you know, If you've got a love of riding push bikes, you might want to eventually try go-karts or something else. Who knows? When you start with go-karts. Tell me a little bit about getting started with go-karts. Oh, most people think that it's like going to cost you a fortune because it's like, um, you know, they look at race car drivers, how much money it costs to, to race a V8 supercar or a race car, and it does cost a lot of money. Car, go-karting itself is an, an economical way for families, like for people, young kids. It, it's a great... Um, like you can you can start off you can go and buy an old uh, a reasonably good card I should say for about eighteen hundred dollars or you can go and spend seven or eight thousand dollars or you can spend twelve or fourteen thousand dollars it just all depends how competitive you want to be how fast you want to go who you want to race against but but kids can start carding when they're 
five, six-year-old. I've got a lot of friends, um, not to let our age out of the bag, but I've got a lot of friends that are in their late 70s um, who are still racing carts, and most of them um, don't give it up until the doctor says, you're a total idiot. Now, <laughs> my doctor has only told me once that I shouldn't be doing it. He hasn't told me I'm a total idiot yet, so I'm still doing it, yeah. And do you share your go-karts with the grandkids or do you all no we all have carts? a cart we all have a cart each yep yeah. my son's got a big trailer and we cart the five go-karts to meets we travel from bathurst as far as coffs harbour orange stubbo um they've got tracks at grenfell canberra griffith and we camp at the track so it's a sort of a camp night as well and you sit around and have a few yarns and tell a few lies tell everybody how good a go-kart you are and then the next day when you when you go out there and they see how good you really aren't <laughs> so aren't yeah no, it's, ve it's very it's very enjoyable and it's very what can i say competitive you know what it, it is competitive but in most of the young kids that i've ever seen in, that i see in go-karting now it makes it puts a great outlook on their life like if they've if like a lot of kids of today um aren't the greatest soccer players they're not the greatest rugby union players or football players or tennis players or swimmers or something like that it's the sort of sport that they can be involved in and enjoy it like I've had with a mate of mine by the name of um, Greg Dixon from, from Bathurst, he, we've taken special needs children to the track at Orange and we've put them in go-karts and run them, run them around the track. And when you see them kids come around and you see the wind grin on their face when they've done a couple of laps, well, it makes, makes it all worthwhile doing it and you sort of think to yourself, this sport needs to get bigger and better and get more people into it. But, you know, some people think that it costs a hell of a lot of money, but... It's not as expensive as you think. So is it an all-year-round sport? Uh, yeah, in the summertime you tend to you tend to back off a little bit because it does get awfully hot. It's a little bit like motor, um, like motor car racing, like yeah. motorsports, like, like that sort of thing. Any motorsport, I suppose, you know, it's like motorbikes. They have different times. Most of the clubs try and run all year because you've got club races and then you've got, you know, New South Wales championships, state titles, all this sort of thing. Different clubs have special events and all that sort of stuff. You have vintage go-kart racing, you know, like... Um, and these days now they have like a four-stroke go-kart, which yeah. is away from two-stroke, and the four-stroke is a more economical way to get into the sport. Like you can buy a motor for about a brand new motor and be competitive for about thirteen, fourteen hundred dollars, and buy an old chassis and put it together, and away you go. Yeah. So safety-wise, and do you need a license? Oh my word, yeah. The kids need yeah, licenses. Kids need licenses. I'm a, I'm a actually a grade three clerk. I do licenses for carting New South Wales. Um, you sit down with the kids, you, 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 you run through the flags, like, you know, what flags mean so that they know if a red flag goes out that the, they've got to pull in because it's, there's something terrible's happened on the track or, you know, if, they've, if there's something falling off their cart, they get what they call a meatball flag, so they learn that and then they come in because it could be unsafe, you know? Yeah. I, I very, in, as far as safety goes, in the time that I've been doing it and all the time I've been talking to people, I, I think I've seen um, one young girl break an ankle at, at Lithgow. I've seen another uh, at Coffs Harbour. Um, he got about two or three broken ribs. And they're very, very minor injuries because of the way all the clubs and the way the sport itself is 
puts their safety together like it's they take it driver. Seriously. I take it. They take it very, very seriously. Yeah, very, very seriously. Well, you yeah. don't want a, a red mark against your sport because then people, you know, the red tape gets harder to get through. Oh, doesn't for sure, it? for sure. Yeah, you got to answer too many questions. We true, don't true, want questions. True, true, <laughs> very true. Um, let's talk about your um, well, the safety gear. What do they wear? What do you wear when you're on the track? Uh, well, you, you have like a full full race suit. You have your race boots. You have gloves. Your full face helmet, like you would like you would have on a motorbike or whatever. Um, and then it's then all the safety comes down to the flag people and all that sort of stuff. You know, like you you, you don't race, you don't race silly old farts like me with 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 kids of eleven and ten year old because you know what I mean. They're a lot You're quicker too competitive. And, <laughs> and then the safety thing would be shot out the door but yeah they you know and they have different classes like they have classes for for they have they run in weights like they run different weights and then they have different engine capacities so if the if the engine has uh, a certain capacity well then yeah that they they, well, they govern the motor like they restrict the motor so it would only do a certain speed oh yeah, so that you've, you're not you're not putting a, a six-year-old child in something that's going to go at 120 kilometres an hour. You know what I mean? You yeah. only put older people in there. Sort of things. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe they've spent their time trying to get, yeah, get rid of a few of them. But you know, a lot of people like it, it, it's it's the starting point for like V8 supercar drivers. People like Chas oh, Mostert, yeah. um, Mark Winterbottom. It, it's a lot easier to name the V8 supercar drivers that didn't start in go-karts because nearly 98% of them started in. But because not everybody can afford a $1 million V8 supercar or $1.5 million, whatever they may cost, to race, but they still have a passion for... For the, need for, the, for the need for speed. And like I say, like people at, at my age, well, I love going for motorbike rides, but... You know, I can't afford to be out there and getting booked for riding yeah. a motorbike around to speed and then that sort of stuff. So yeah, so I use the go kart to let out, let off a little bit of steam, I suppose. Yeah. And the bonding between, let's say, your grandkids and you, do they do they respect you? Do they love oh, doing phenomenal, it with you? Phenomenal, phenomenal, phenomenal. My my granddaughter has her boyfriend. Um, he he's got into karting now. If I ring him up and say, "Oh, Connor, let's go for a go this weekend karting somewhere," I don't think he even asks my granddaughter if it's okay <laughs> if he goes. He just sort of gets himself organised and off we go. And yeah, they, they love it. They, they've they've got a they've got a passion for it. They do it as we do it as often as we can afford to do it. Mm. Um, you know, like and and have time that you're not that you're not actually living and dreaming it every weekend. Like, it'd be great to be able to do it, but some weekends you've got to spend all weekend doing it. Sometimes mm. you've got to prepare the cart before you can take it out and race it. But I believe that it teaches, like, young kids, like my granddaughter when she started, she was 13, I think, really was. Yeah, she would have been about 12 or 13. Well, it taught her about tyre pressures. It taught her about, um, you know, like slick tyres. It taught her about, you know, wet weather, how to drive in wet weather. It taught her that when she put the foot on the brake to get to the, to go up to a corner, not to jam a foot on the brake. She taught, you know, and there's there's people out there that, that turn up to, to days and they train the kids like there's, there's club champ, like go-kart 
champion racers who go out there and they give their expertise to young children, hoping that they go further mm-hmm. and further and further. And I, I, I'm a great believer in if that, you know, like if every young child if learns to drive properly and it saves one life, it doesn't matter what how much the go-kart cost, as long as they, 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 they've got to learn, you know, when to brake, how to go around a corner, and maintenance on a, on a vehicle, you know, like they know that, you know, the, if it's a four-stroke, it's got to have oil in it. If it's got a two-stroke engine, they know they've got to put oil in the petrol to do it. They know the brakes have got mm. to be working. They know that things have got to happen. And, and a lot of a lot of the young boys and girls that go through it, they stand there side by side with their dads and they actually pull the motors off, put the motors back on. They help their dads. and then Yeah, and there's a lot of of dads and and sons who most probably wouldn't bond as much as what in in other sports as what they do in in um karting yeah from what i've seen and i've played a lot of sports and and yes it, it's it does it brings a family very much together yeah i think that um learning those skills for future for driving i mean being on the real road in a real car and learning skills in kartings obviously you know, great for when you actually do go out on the on the open road with a driver's license. As you were saying that, I was thinking that when kids get their L plates and they go through a year of driving and so many hours before they can actually get a real license, sit for their real license, then I don't think a lot of people know how to teach them properly. And unless they're pay- paying for a driving instructor, they're not learning those things about braking and t- going around corners and wet roads. Well, very much so. someone sitting yeah, beside yeah, them. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, you know, a lot of parents can't afford to have that sort of thing happen, whereas mm. a lot of cart clubs, they put on what they call try-drive days. So anybody goes. It doesn't cost anybody anything. Like, if you wanted to go, you turn up, they put a suit on you, they put a helmet on you, and off you go. Then you might do 10 or 15 laps and you think, well, that's a buzz. I never want to do it again. Or, gee, let's buy one of those. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, like as far as kids go, like learning learning that sort of stuff, it's something that um, schools, like can, there's a few schools are now getting into um, like their metalwork a, classes yeah. to, to, to build engines up and all that sort of stuff. Wow. I don't think it's, it, it hasn't hit its potential. It's, karting in Australia has had its ups and downs. There's no doubt about that. Um, it's on a little bit of a level playing field at the moment because of COVID. Mm-hmm. But I think once COVID is gone, gone, you'll see something like karting will just take, take a great, make a great boom. Yeah. I'm really, I'm so fascinated that you do this. And it was the reason I wanted to talk to you today because I'm, you know, I'm always interested in what people are actually doing out there. And um, have you got anything else that we need to learn about karting? Yeah, go and get one and do it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I might come out and try it out at your place first. That that might be the best way to do it, yeah. Does your wife kart? A lot of women in karting. There's a lot of women who love karting. And there's a lot of good drivers out there too. And the best and and they're not no no, no, but they're not as they're not as aggressive and they're not they 
they accept what's happened. If they spin off, they spin off, you know, whereas blokes are there banging their steering wheels and going on and carrying on. Whereas women sort of testosterone. Yeah, it is, like... it is, but it's supposed to be a way to get rid of it for them. But there are a lot of women, there's a lot of women that actually race carts, and there's a lot of women that are very, very good at it. And a lot of them progress into other things. They might go into speedway driving or something like that, you know, as they get older. But it, but it's it's like everything. Um, it's like when a young boy plays soccer, he might play in a soccer team right up until he's 16-year-old and then he meets girls and he oh. gives it away, yes, doesn't he? And then he doesn't future his career. Well, uh, this happens a lot in karting. C kids get to a certain age and then they have a little bit of a break and then they come back. Not Well, yeah, I must say I did in one way, but I ne was never a racer beforehand, but I loved it. I always had a passion for it. Um, I did it like... Uh, practice and everything at the track but I never actually raced and then when my son said to me hey dad let's get into karting I thought oh yeah I did that once before I'm not much into it you know like because of the expense of it but then when we looked at it and I looked at it I thought well no hang on a minute this is this is a whole family this is my son myself and like when we go away my daughter goes away with us my son-in-law and then my my grandson, my youngest grandson, he's he's just got into it, and he's um, he loves it. But we don't take them every weekend. We don't race every weekend, but we try to do four or five race meets a year if we can. Mm -hmm. um, and when we do race those meets, it's just a great time. Yeah. So every red cent that we've spent on it has been worth it. Yeah. I think that the other the other thing is it actually from. Me listening to you now, what I hear is that you're thinking about your equipment, you're thinking about how you can do it better, you know, it must must take up some of your, your time planning your racing and your, your going to events, which I think is really healthy because you have a great interest in it. Oh and yeah, for sure. It's, a pa like, it's like any sport or anything you do, it's a passion, it's like... Riding my motorbike, you know what I mean? I ride my motorbike and I go out camping, you know, like and we pull up and we'll pull up in a park somewhere and we'll camp the night and we'll go home. But you've got to have everything to be able to do that. You've got to have the swag and everything like that. And it's the same with karting. You don't get on your motorbike and go for a ride to Phillip Island to the motorbike races with all the tyres balled or not <laughs> yeah. pumped up. And that's the same as karting. If you're going to do that sort of thing, well, you're not going to be competitive. But if you're running in the middle of the pack all the time and you're having fun, like in a, at a lot of kart races, you find that there's, especially in the older blokes, like in, in like from, say, over 40s or whatever, you find there's, there's different groups. There's these blokes racing against these blokes, these blokes racing against these blokes, these blokes. No different from what V8 supercars or any yeah. of them do. You might go and you might say, oh, yes, Mark Winterbottom's run the right won the race, you know, oh, that's great, you know, and Chas Moss had come second and rah, rah, rah. And they all seem to be all those big names are racing against themselves. Karting's not much different to that. Mm. Not much different to that at all. Um, you do get the odd Stephen Bradbury's that, 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 does, <laughs> that does happen. I've had that happen to me, and that, oh that's a God. great feeling. That's a great feeling. But um, most of the time, like when you, when you meet, it's the camaraderie ship that goes with it, the friendship, the friendship that, that m my family has made through karting with people in other towns um, has been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah. You know, like there's, there's a young bloke in, in Dubbo who's young, Tyler Everingham, who's an excellent young carter that come 
from from nowhere he now races V8 supercars. Well, yeah, young child. From you what know, you're telling me, there's a huge community, and in life, as humans, we need community and finding that tribe. Well, this is just another tribe. It's it your is, tribe. Yeah. And, <laughs> it is and, like and that. I, yeah. And you know, I have a swimming tribe, and you know, your karting tribe. These sort of things keep you going oh, and they sure. keep you young. And I can tell, even though you're the same age as me, mentally you're very young. Oh, there's another reason for that. <laughs> is there? It's not the beer in the can, is it? <laughs> no, you I are think, very well, young. Ask my wife, I've never grown up. <laughs> well, you know what? There's, that's, there's a lot of good things in that because, you know, that zest for life, I think, is really important. Oh, if for you, sure. Yeah. If you lose that zest for life, yep. you know, and I have a... You know, there's, sorry, if you lose that zest for life, there's real problems. And the motto for my brand, Aging Fearlessly, is aging is inevitable. But growing old is a choice. True. And you're not choosing to grow old. No, not yet. Which I think is really <laughs> fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so, Mark Dunbar, I've loved chatting to you and finding <laughs> out about karting because I had no idea. Now you do. So Not much more, but you've, you've got a reasonable idea now. No, I think it's good to inspire people to, you know, think about other things they can do. There's so many sports and activities and clubs that you can join that people don't even know about. And if you don't make them aware, they'll never have the opportunity to try. Yeah, got to be accessible to them. And that's it? what yep. I think. You know, yep. someone might listen to this and go, yeah, I'd really like to have a go at that. Yeah, and I think that's the yep. that's what I'm trying to get out there is that yeah no there's so many things so very Mark true. Dunbar thank you very much no worries Karen so this is it for today's program it's time to say cheerio to the wonderful Northern Beaches community join me next week for another episode of Aging Fearlessly and now for a song written by Nick Howard especially for the listeners. This is Karen Sander. Have a fantastic week. And remember, ageing is inevitable and growing old is a choice. The sun is shining bright outside There's a sparkle in your eye It's not all nine to five It's a wonderful life Go and climb mountains high Swim across oceans wide Live out our dreams Just you and me Let your heart be alive There's no time to waste Gotta go get the most out of This treasure that you've got to find Baby, don't be shy Let's go and take that ride Taste the sweet and the spice Everything nice Let your heart be alive Baby, just let your heart come alive Honey, let your heart be alive